take real estate as a shot or as a fully stocked cooler? This is the Five O'Clock Somewhere Real Estate Investor Podcast. We're bringing common sense back to real estate investment. So crack open your beverage of choice, sit back and relax, and allow us to learn you a thing or two. Welcome back to another episode of It's Five O'Clock Somewhere Real Estate Podcast. My name is Jeff McNett. I'm here with Jerry Ziegmund and Brett Bernard. We are the Real Estate Investment Division of Stamps Real Estate Company. Give us a call at 901-692-7401 or MyMemphisInvestmentProperties.com. Brett wanted to talk a little bit today about new construction properties that are being built for rental properties, and today we have a guest. His name is Charles Lott. Charles is building new constructions. Give us an idea of what you're building square footage-wise, number of bedrooms, where you're building them, and the impact you're making. These two homes are pretty much in the Whitehaven area and uh, great area, uh, great comps. Whitehaven is a area that has range you know you can buy fifty thousand dollar house you can buy a million dollar house you know what i mean so it's a good area it's a good area to, to build and i'm basically kind of farming that area and the two current houses that i'm built well that i've built are three bedroom two baths they're kind of like bread and butter about 1300 square foot and um yeah nice homes uh you, you came out and took a look at both houses and uh you know, turned out pretty well. So uh, that's what I want to get into a little bit today about the location you chose, the type of home you chose, the amenities, and so on and so on. And we met through David Kincaid, who uh, is another guy who's building some new construction. Right. He's got a couple going on. And I personally believe, and I think Jeff does too, that this next year or two, the new build rental construction industry is going to catch fire because we've, I mean, we've all done older homes. You buy them, you rehab them. You know, and then six months later, you may have a little problem with this or problem with that. What's intriguing to me and my buyers and my investors is the fact that you can buy a 4-2 brand new home with a one-year build of warranty that gives you the 1% starting out. And in year two, this is exactly what we did. Well, a little bit less than 1%, but I'm not concerned about, and neither does my buyer about the 1%, because for one year, if the HVAC goes out, the roof gets a leak, the plumbing leaks, the hot water heater blows up, furnace goes out, whatever happens... You're covering that under the builder warranty. A lot of people don't understand in Tennessee, you don't really have to have a builder warranty in writing. It's state law, right? New construction, the builder has to warranty that property for one year, 12 months. So let's talk about Whitehaven. Because we talk about Whitehaven, Frazier, Raleigh. Majority of those areas are C, C plus, would you say? Kind of mid-range, which is where you typically get your highest value, your highest ROI. And we always preach, you know, yeah, you can buy in Cordova, buy in Bartlett if you want to, buy in three one one seven East Memphis and pay two hundred and fifty, three hundred grand for a house, but it's only going to rent for fifteen to eighteen hundred. So what kind of investment would that be? It's not a good investment. But when you get into markets where you can buy a home for ninety to one hundred and fifty, maybe one hundred seventy five thousand, that rents on the one percent comparable, one percent being pay hundred grand for it, it rents for a thousand or more, pay one hundred fifty thousand, it rents for fifteen hundred or more. That's where you get your biggest rate of return. 
So the two that you built are three bedroom, two bath. Right. Very nicely done, by the way. They have great elevations. They have beautiful bathrooms, granite countertops. And in this scenario, my buyer picked up both of those at one sixty five a piece, and they're both rented at what? Sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred. Right. So he's getting a little bit under the one percent. Right. But he has zero maintenance for the next twelve months, maybe even twenty four months. Everything is brand new. <laughs> right. Right. So let me ask you: Did you start these properties as Rentals, or did you start them as uh, I'm going to sell these owner occupant, and then all of a sudden Joe Biden got in the office, interest rates go up, and the market goes crap? Well, the way it started, you know, I was building during the inflation, right? Right, and materials just shot up at the same time, comps shot up too. So I made great money during the inflation. The thing about it, that middle income was left out. Right. That 150 to 200 price range was left out. And so when things were starting to top out as far as prices uh, with the inflation rates start going up and things of that nature, it was time for me to make a transition. I had I tried to think ahead a little bit. Sure. So I just started thinking about affordable housing because that was one price range and one market that was left out. And I was like, well, if I want to keep busy and continue to build, I need to tap into that market. And so I sat down with my architect, sat down with lenders. They had different programs out there for that middle income, 150, 200 range that were geared toward helping out with down payment, closing costs, and that nature. Ran figures, you know, lumber and everything started to come back down. The numbers started to make sense as far as the construction side of it. So I was like, hey, it's a go. Spoke with my architect, we, uh, which was De- David Kincaid, actually. Yeah. And uh, came up with some great bread and butter. Very nice plans. Great elevations and things of that nature. Because I like to, you know, buyers like to drive by. And sometimes you want to give them a good curve appeal. You know, and so we picked those plans and I played with the numbers with construction costs and everything just made sense. Lumber came back down because, you know, before doing the inflation, a 1500 square foot package, I was paying about $40,000. Right. You know, when prices came back down, I was back at about sixteen, seventeen thousand. 17,000. Wow. <laughs> that's know, a just, big drop. I, I, huge. And so everything started to make sense. And then I was just, hey, hey, let's just tap off into this market. And then and, and I was going to put in a great product with panel doors, granite tops, very nice cabinets, great tile work. And my country. Very modern, very modern glass yeah, and showers, look inside, bathrooms. And, and uh, you know, modern vanities. I just wanted to put together a great product. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just going to sell to market buyers. And I got approached from David, and he's like, hey, man, I have a guy in town that may be interested in looking at your homes for his investors and things of that nature. They love the new construction market. I was like, hey, man, send them by. It's fine with me. You know, I just want them sold. <laughs> so yeah. you, t- you went by. I saw you on camera. You know, I, 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 <laughs> he's got a camera mounted to the tree in the backyard, and I'm walking around the house, and I hear somebody talking to me. I turn and look at the tree, and the tree's talking to me. Then I look up and see a camera up there. Yeah, yeah. I got a large screen at home. About, I got about 16 cameras total, and, and I control it from my phone. And I just kind of keep up with it because I get a ding when they get a motion. And sure. So, yeah, they're taking a look. I was like, okay, he may like it. It's fine. Uh, and so David was like, hey, man, uh, my guy is heading out of town. Let's try to set up lunch next week. And I said, hey, set it up. 
And uh, that's when my first met you mm-hmm. once we had lunch or whatnot. And that's when you were like, hey, man, I may have a couple investors interested. And I was like, okay, that was pretty fast. Yeah. So I, I was like, oh, I mean, that could be a good fit. And, you know, my background is, you know, since the market crashed, I, I really jumped off into the investment side. Sure. I'm a real estate agent at heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. I retired my license in 2012 because... You know, I was nobody working. was making money selling real estate. Number back one, then. no money. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know the the commission in Nashville they're real strict. You have to disclose on every deal that you're a realtor, and you know, and the broker want a fraction of the action or whatever. Yep. Uh, but you know, I didn't. I felt differently. Like I'm going to be doing all this work. Why should I have to jump through those hoops? So I retired my license and I start working with banks, lenders, private sellers to pick up inventory. Mm-hmm. So. My background the last 13 years has been dealing with, with investors. I work with if you, any big company you name here in Memphis, I work with. Them. Sure. Memphis and Vest, Jim Reedy, Blackstone, Hedge Fund, just a lot of those guys. But but investment, I, I rather stay, it's non-traditional right. real estate. You know what I mean? And that can go on and on and on and on and on because you're not doing every, the same thing that everyone else is doing. In the investor world, Glenn always said, it was his famous line, in investment real estate, someone's always buying and always selling. Always, regardless of the economy, regardless of the interest rates, someone's always moving, moving inventory. And the money is always available. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so I just kind of thought that it would be a good fit. I don't know of any other builders in town that are building 150 to 200,000 brand new homes. They're all in the Collierville, Germantown markets, mm-hmm. building these, you know, four or five thousand dollar McMansions and selling them for seven hundred thousand and making a, a huge spread per house. In the new build construction, then obviously you're making your money in volume. That's how you're going to make your money. But this past year alone, I personally sold 27 brand new constructions from Bryson Brown. And then I added three more between you and David with those three. So that put me at 27 for the year in brand new construction. I sold all of them prior to being completed because investors find they're looking at me going, so wait a minute, I can buy a brand new house with a one year build of warranty and I can still get the 1%, the same 1% I was trying to get from this 1950s home that I'm going to put 10 grand into to get it rent ready. Basically, it's a very low risk investment. If you want to get into investing in real estate, we talk about new investors a lot and getting into real estate and trying to coach them in the do's and the don'ts of starting out investing in real estate. Because let's face it, a lot of guys jump into real estate, think they're going to make a ton of money. They go (laughs) bankrupt in two years and (laughs) they get out of it and never go back to it. New construction for me and for Jeff, actually for our team we see as a great ground floor opportunity for brand new investors that have never invested before, but want to have a good safe investment that's not going to cost a lot of money in maintenance, get a good 1% return. Mm -hmm. Uh, Adding the MHA part to that makes it even better because now you've got guaranteed income coming in from the government. It's safe. (laughs) At the end of the day, it makes sense. What was your choice? You're on Grenada, the two on Grenada. You're going to build how many more? You said you're starting here well, what, this week or next week yeah, since we yeah, closed. I got, you know, I got about two more that I'm just about ready to break ground on, and I've got a, I just bought some more land out in the East Memphis area. So, um, really don't know about those because you know we got the winter coming up. Yeah, it's kind of hard to predict the weather, and and Memphis is weird. You know, <laughs> we may not get snow, we may get snow, and it, it may, may be seventy degrees on Christmas, eighty degrees. Yeah. It's just don't know, you know, but. On the average, you know, from breaking ground 
120 days. 120 days. You know, up to closing. And, and your next and, round, you're going to build is going to be four twos, right? We're going to go with the four twos. Polished concrete just, floors. Just, we're going to do. We're going to do that too. <laughs> that, yeah, we. Yeah, yeah I, I got that squared away. And it just makes sense, especially once you're dealing with Section Eight, also, and it's great for the investors also because you know you get a extra opponent to uh, your cap rate or whatever. You get a little bit more money out of it uh, with dealing with Memphis Island Authority. And most of the tenants that I've met over the last 30 days, they prefer four bedrooms. Anyway. Sure. So, like it I is, said, it's, it's the just, most it popular size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, even when I did three, two, those were just going to be market. Sure. And then when I, you know, talking to David and talking to you also, it just makes more sense to do four twos when you're dealing with the rentals or whatnot. We're pretty, so. di- we're pretty dialed in on the investor and the investment game from an investor's point of view. Uh-huh. Pretty dialed in on the MHA, like understanding what they'll pay for certain size. And that for some reason they don't they're not really wild about three ones and three twos. Four four twos are their sweet spot. When you get into the five bedroom, I've got a five bedroom that I just sold and it's renting for nineteen ninety five a month. And my investor only picked it up for one fifty five. But it, it's a it's an older home. It's not brand new, so it's got a great return on it. Well, let's talk about Whitehaven. Whitehaven is a home of of Graceland Elvis Presley, which is probably what it's most known for. Yeah, you know, Whitehaven is, you know, I I didn't really do a lot of business in Whitehaven. And I try to farm areas that I I like to work in. But, you know, I worked uptown Memphis. That was a project that was about 100 blocks. It's a $100 million project that I worked on. And and I was going to build in that area. But I just something just pushed me out to Whitehaven. And I was just kind of doing comps and doing my research and doing a price range of housing and if you drive down um, Elvis Presley you, you just see the potential on the commercial side mm-hmm. and the comps are strong out that way that's the number one thing that I try to look for strong comps just like I said Whitehaven has range you can find a $50,000 house and you can find a million dollar house and I was just like this is a great opportunity and it has a lot of strong history and so we just kind of narrowed it down and uh, just like why well, hey you want to be the area and just kind of start buying a lot of little infill lots in the area and plus it you know brings value and it makes areas look better also so that played a part of uh, picking one haven and the way things look i may be out this area in a couple of years you, yeah, know? Yeah. you know what i mean well so, there's there's a lot available in whitehaven there's a lot yeah. available in raleigh and fraser now fraser is an emerging market i see fraser kind of where whitehaven was about 10 years Frazier ago reminds me of what all of my personal rental homes are in fraser okay Frazier's like a smaller version of Whitehaven, you know, to me. We preach Frazier, Frazier, Frazier. <laughs> I love because, Frazier. Look, you can still buy an $80,000 house that- I love Frazier. Brick, with a, with brick a, Brick home. With the direction that Frazier's going currently, you can yeah. pay eighty grand for a house that's going to be worth about one hundred and five to one hundred and ten in a few years. Yeah. Same thing happened in Raleigh seven years ago, six years ago. We dumped a bunch of investors in there, and they all have seen 30, 35, 40% growth in their Good values. Areas. So Whitehaven started that. Now, Whitehaven's kind of mellowed out a bit. They're still increasing in value, but not at the pace that Raleigh was doing it and what Frazier is doing Frazier now. Frazier is really like, blowing up. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you're going to have two more properties available, you think, by mid-January, weather permitting? Like I said, uh, during this time is really up to the weather. Worst case, end uh, of February, maybe. Uh, yeah, I would say worst okay. case, end of February. And, and um, you know, these the construction is not that difficult on, on these, and, and they're smaller, too. Sure. 
smaller crews, you can pretty much get these, you know, 11 or 13, 1400 square foot houses done in, in a nice, fairly fair amount of time. Uh, just kind of contingent on the weather. <laughs> right, right. Around this time, that's it. You know, so, so on your four twos, you're going to be putting up. Are you doing vinyl wrapped outside? We're going to do the hardy. Hardy board. You know, and then on these like and the overhangs, you're going to vinyl those in aluminum. Yeah. So yeah, they'll be, so. and that's, that's what I tell investors. I said, you've got polished concrete floors, you've got hardy board, you've got vinyl and aluminum wrapped eaves and overhangs. You've got a 25 year roof. So pretty much your exterior is damn near maintenance free, pretty much, Definitely. other than maybe, you know, a tree limb falling on the roof or yeah. someone shooting a hole in the window uh, your exterior is pretty much maintenance free interior that the polished concrete floors i've never met a tenant yet that could destroy concrete floors they can scuff them up and but what would it cost somebody to refinish a polished concrete floor versus putting in lvp or carpet for me or just just uh, in general just What's in general it? i mean well you know i get contractor prices so yeah you know i negotiate a little bit tougher than the market sure but it's not expensive and and it's very good on maintenance, right? Yeah, it's, it's really preferred, I think, rentals. <laughs> you know, so and I thought it was a great idea. The more maintenance free you can make a property, the better rental it's going to be. And mm-hmm. building new construction, you have the ability to do all that without it costing an arm and leg. It's during the construction process. Doing it to an older home that you're rehabbing, it gets more expensive. No, because because you have to pull and replace. Yeah, yeah. Well, Charles, hey, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming today. And for those of you who are interested in getting your feet wet in real estate market and rental market, in a very hot market called the Memphis market, but in this situation, if you're interested in getting your feet wet, buying a brand new construction rental that produces 1% is probably a good way to start. Then you can venture out into some of the older homes and some rehab projects and stuff like that. So we appreciate you listening to us. Don't forget, we are sponsored by Tyler Insurance and Escrow, 901-737-3332, and the Stamps Real Estate Company, which we are the investment division of. Our website address is mymemphisinvestmentproperties.com. My number is 901-692-7401. Give me a call. Talk to Jeff. Talk to me. Talk to Jerry about anything real estate. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. For more common sense real estate tips, listen and subscribe at 5oClockSomewherePodcast.com. The 5 O'Clock Somewhere Real Estate Investor Podcast is a Sound Ideas Group production. 